podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So welcome everybody to this Macklin's Take, Eubank versus Ben. It was going to be a preview pod. It's now a kind of emergency pod because this story is moving all of the time. And whilst we're recording this at 2.52, it is in the afternoon on Wednesday, there may well be further developments, but basically what has happened during the course of the day today, just to bring everybody up to date, I'm sure you're all aware of it, but just to give you the kind of timelines of, of events. Uh, we had a statement from Wasserman Boxing and Matt Troom earlier today, now probably a, a few hours ago, where they say that they've been made aware that a random test conducted by VADA returned an adverse finding for trace amounts of a fertility drug, as they describe it. It doesn't really matter what it is. People get tied up in the details of what it is. It's on the VADA list and there was an adverse finding. And that really is that. The B sample is yet to be tested, they go on to say, meaning that no rule violation has been confirmed. Indeed, Mr. Ben has not been charged because there has been no rule violation due to the fact that the B sample hasn't been tested. And therefore, with no rule violation uh, and no charge, there can be no suspension, and therefore he remains free to fight. You, 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 this will give you echoes of Dillian White three, three years ago. They then say Mr. Ben has since passed a doping control test conducted by UCAD, the anti-doping authority to which the British Boxing Board of Control delegates its doping control testing. He's passed all doping control tests conducted by UCAD. Both fighters have taken medical and legal advice, are aware of all relevant information, and wish to proceed with the bout this Saturday. And as far as they were concerned, that was the situation. Uh, and one, one thing it's just worth making clear here too is that the, the band list uh, that VADA operates on and the band list that UCAD operates on, this substance is on both. So it's not the case that there's an adverse finding with VADA, but not with UCAD because it's on one list and not the other. That, that's the only thing I really need to clarify there. Subsequent to that statement from the promoters, though, we had this from the British Boxing Board of Control, and I'll paraphrase, but what they say is, on the evening of the 4th of October, we resolved that the contest between Eubank and Ben cannot take place. It's prohibited as it's not in the interest of boxing. And we told the boxers and promoters involved that on the morning of the 5th of October. So what they're saying there basically is, we decided last night that this fight can't happen. It's not in the interest of boxing. We told everybody that this morning and that, as far as we're concerned, is the is the end of it. Because they would have seen the statement from the promoters and just thought, hang on a second. And then they've come back with what they wanted to say. I've just seen a clip from Eddie, who's at the open workout, which is proceeding as we as we speak. If you hear some hammering in the background, basically, that's the rain lashing on my window. Um, it's not some kind of dramatic sound effects I'm trying to I'm trying to add in my in my home studio. What? Eddie basically said is okay we've seen the statement from the from the border control and as far as they're concerned the situation was ongoing and that it would be in the kind of in the hands of the lawyers and discussions would be would be taken further I mean it's quite a lot to get your head around Matt really because you come into this <laughs> you come into this kind of cold you've been you've been you've been doing other things but um I don't see how this can happen now it, the British Boxing Board of Control have taken a firm stance. They will not sanction it. How can it happen? How can this fight happen now? I, I don't believe it can. Um, because, well it, it, well, it can't go ahead. And if it does go ahead and the board sanction it, 
then they've lost absolutely all credibility and respect that they have as a, a fair play type commission, you know. Um, I mean, I'm going to go absolutely worst case scenario here. But, you know, Eubank is coming down to make weight lighter than he's ever made before. His dad has been very vocal about the dangers of boxing, that he doesn't want his son to go down that light to fight. Can you imagine, God forbid, something tragic happened to, to, to Eubank Jr. in this fight? And I know that is probably, the probability of that is, you know, this is a smaller guy coming up. Actually, Connor's the one who's probably at a big disadvantage, Eubank, and naturally, but he's a welterweight against a middleweight and all the rest of it. So the chances are, are very, very, very slim, you would imagine. But he is a, he is a puncher. And if it, if it has killed him making weight, uh, Eubank Jr., only he knows how much he's struggling or how much he will struggle. Or maybe he doesn't know, because maybe he hasn't done that much of a water cut and doesn't know how that'll affect him. You know, you, you know a couple of pounds, you know, when there's no water in a bucket, it's very hard to throw any water out of it. So if his bones right at 160 and he's getting down to, what is it, 157, 156? 157. So 157. So the interesting thing about that is that given that it's Wednesday today, he will need to be within 3% um, today because that's three days before the fight. So 157, 3% of that is 4.7. But, but, but that's a stupid rule in itself. Because that's just that's the board wanting to be seen or trying not to be seen. Maybe they're trying to do the right thing, saying you've got to be down to the weight prior to the uh, the actual weighing. But the reality is, you're not losing body fat. It's water manipulation. The week of a fight, you're not losing any more body fat. They're both shredded. You're not taking fat off. You're losing water. So it's actually more dangerous to take water out for the check weigh on a Wednesday to put it back in to take it out again. So it's a stupid rule and an, and an unsafe rule in the first hand, but it is what it is. So if Eubank has to lose, dry out, make weight, rehydrate to dry out again, you know, and he's he's making a weight that he's never made before, hasn't made it in years, you know, and then Connor's co- coming in full of beans, fresh as a daisy, and you know, the, when you when it when you're dehydrated or when the you know making weight has hurt you. It's not just, a, it's a, you know, it might be stamina late on, but it could be reflexes, reaction times. And in, in boxing, you're talking fractions of a second between slipping a shot and getting hit full full blast on the chin. That, that's what you're talking. You're literally talking frac- fractions of a second. So if the if making weight has, has had a really negative impact on Eubank Jr., not just his inability to to time the shot or get out of the way of it or react quickly enough, but also then in, also in the, his ability to absorb that shot, and you know, kind of then knocks him clean out, and actually something more severe happens. Like <laughs> so, so, someone's gonna someone's gonna be held accountable for that. And if you're Robert Smith, who's who, who's the the, the the guy who's going to, I guess, make the final decision on this. You don't want that on you. You you don't want to be that person because someone's going to say, well, who's accountable here? When, when shit goes wrong, people look for people to blame. They're like, who let this happen? So if that's me, I'm not, I'm not going to be the scapegoat. 
I'm not going to allow myself to be put into a position whereby ultimately it can fall back on me. I don't want the responsibility or the accountability of that. Um, I don't see at this point now how, realistically speaking, uh, the British Boxing Board of Control can allow this fight to proceed. No, they they cannot go back on the statement that they've that they've issued, and I wouldn't have thought they've got any intention of doing so. But it was just interesting to hear Eddie Hearn say that things would now be discussions would have to be had with 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 lawyers, and and maybe they will try and exert some pressure on the Board of Control because no violation has occurred, and therefore no suspension is appropriate. And that under the letter of the VADA testing, he's still free to box. And I'd imagine I'm not a legal expert, but but these will be the kinds of avenues that they're they're looking to go down. The the timeline of this is really interesting, though, isn't it? And and we can only speculate here because we're not on the inside of it. But the border control are basically saying that they decided this last night and they told everyone this morning. And yet we still got the statement from Matt Truman and Wasserman explaining what had happened and that the fight would still go ahead and why it was able to still go ahead. I mean, that's curious, isn't it? Because I mean, what an absolute disaster, you know, from the Zone's pay-per-view launch point of view in the UK, from Matchroom's point of view, from Wasserman's point of view, from the lads themselves, the train, like, it's just a complete shit show. Whatever happens now, it's a disaster, you know, because... This can't proceed and it just go away. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what kind of a pre- precedent is going to be set here? Like, do we just lose all sense of rules and regulations? Like, where where is this going to go? This is a dangerous road to go down. You know, um, I, I I can't. I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't, I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess the the only scenario that I can envisage that might see the border control have to change their mind would be, and again, um, this is pure speculation, would be if they somehow found themselves in a position whereby they could be sued by Matroom um, or Wasserman for not allowing the fight to go ahead because they've set out these reasons why Conor Ben is able to box, why this adverse finding does not actually, according to the letter of those laws, rule him out of boxing. But the British Boxing Board of Control are in charge of boxing in this country and we have to trust that they make decisions with the best interests of boxing, which is the image of boxing and fighter safety at heart. Well, they're the ruling commission on this event in this, in the, in, or any event in boxing in the UK. And they can't, the bottom line is there has been a positive. An adverse finding. Well, we will describe it as an adverse finding. So, like, what? And they've said, and they've gone on record to say the fight's off. To now sort of be coerced into going back on their decision, that doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for anybody, does it? It would look terrible for them, and it wouldn't look good for Matrim or Wasserman either right. to to be to be seen to because those are big, big units in the in the business world, and the British Boxing Board of Control are not. You know, they they have a handful of staff. People think they might think that they're a 
a big organization, but they're nothing like the FA or, or anyone like that. They haven't got that kind of money. They don't have that kind of firepower or, or resources. And if Matt Truman Wasserman is seen to be really leaning on them and kind of muscling them and, and bullying them basically into allowing this fight to, to go ahead, when I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of boxing fans w- would agree that their statement is correct and that, that it is the right thing for the sport for the fight not to go ahead as much as we all want to see it. If they take that stance, Matt Truman Wasserman, I think it'll, it'll look terrible for them. I mean, if the, the probably the border control probably can't afford to be sued or can't afford to, to lose a case where they'd be sued in this regard, <laughs> but also they can't afford to go back on what they've decided either from a reputation point of view and from, from everything else. I just think, it's it's just a disaster. Yeah, it is. I mean, another idea I I, I saw um, uh, my talk sport pal Gareth A Davis uh, float, which was something that had kind of was just it had kind of just occurred to me as well is that they could look to try and get this license by somebody else, you know, Luxembourg or or Malta. That has happened in the past, and I'm sure that could be achieved. David Hayne, Chisora. Exactly. The difference being that the border control never wanted any part of that, so that was. That that was done weeks and weeks out, but I'm sure that that probably could be achieved even in a couple of days because money talks in these situations, doesn't it? But I mean, again, I mean, how would that look? It it'd look terrible, wouldn't it? Well, it's just money does talk, but money also corrupts, doesn't it? You know, you, you've got to think about integrity, and you know, you're the border control. You've got to think you've got to be worried about your reputation. You've got to worry about your integrity. You've got to worry about the safety of fighters because ultimately that's their number one job. And there has been tragic incidents in the UK in boxing. Um, and listen, Eubank Senior has been really vocal about not wanting this fight to go ahead at that weight. You know, like I say, look, I think Eubank Junior, he's the middleweight against the welterweight. He's also been in a lot deeper and a lot tougher in terms, you know, George Groves, Billy Joe Saunders, other fights. So I think Eubank's a big favourite in the fight, but if his reflexes, his reaction times, his punch resistance, his shots, making that weight, kind of Ben can bang, and he, he catches him and knocks him out, and God forbid something more serious happens. Like, who's... Who's going to who's going to stand up and be counted there and take responsibility for that? Yeah, I, I do. I do think that, that that that's the first thing that you honed in on as being the key point, and I do think it is the key point because that's what you've got to think about in these situations. You've got to think about what could possibly go wrong, and then what happens. And that that is, as you say, it's 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 a slight chance, but in any fight, in any ring anywhere in the world, it is always. A possibility. We've got to be fair to all parties here. I'm not saying that Matt Truman Wasserman will try and license this through somebody else. I don't think that's something they would do, those kinds of organisations with the reputation that they've got. But as Eddie said at the workout, you know, I, I think what they are going to be looking to do is have a conversation with the board discussing the legalities of it because they've invested an awful lot in this quite literally, and it is a huge weekend for them. But then at the same time, you know, Matchman have been in boxing for 30 years. The Sowlands have been in boxing forever. You know, Barry Hearn, Wilfred Sowland, 
we have to give them the, the absolute credit. They, they're due here, which is that their big financial gain and total loss and total disaster, though this would be for it to be postponed from this weekend, I cannot see them pursuing any course of action which is going to make them look bad. I just, can you? I mean, you've dealt with them. The financial blow would be nothing compared to the reputational blow. If, if, you know, if the, if the worst happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, we, and, and that's unlikely, obviously, but it's not impossible. It, you know, it's boxing, it happens. You know, Eubank Senior was involved in a tragic event with Michael Watson, you know. As with Nigel Ben with Gerald McClellan. Yeah. So, it's not good, is it? No, it's been a hell of an afternoon. It really has. And um, I'm sure what we're waiting on next really is is the next statement from, from Matchroom and, and Wasserman. But you would imagine that they will want to get this resolved quickly because everybody involved, they, they need to know, don't they? Whether it's, I just had a call from a friend of mine who's running a hospitality package for Eubank Ben on Saturday night. You know, you know, there's so many people who need to know what's going on here. And you've got to make the decision quickly. But I do think and the, the British Boxing Board of Control have basically, they've made the decision. And, and I don't see... How they can go back on it? No, I don't see... All, all, all legalities aside, I don't see how... I don't see how this fight can, can go ahead now. And it's a terrible shame, isn't it? Because it was really building. We were planning to do a podcast today anyway, just previewing the fight, because... I've done about three others this week talking about it. I thought you probably we should probably do our own, but what a situation for these two! It, it's it's. I mean, Connor must be absolutely devastated. Um, we we know them both a bit. I wouldn't claim to know either of them really well. I'm not naive just because I've been around people a bit. It doesn't mean that I know them inside out and 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 that I could categorically say that they would never. Um, do something untoward, but but I can't, I can't bet this isn't him, is it? I mean, he's this is I don't know how this has happened, but it's it's a trace amount, and I'm definitely willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this, absolutely. But we just can't have the fight this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not I've got no opinion. I'm, I'm not saying anything about. I don't know enough about it anyway. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what's happened, how many amounts, what what the substance is. But if the board are saying. If they've made a statement saying it can't go ahead because he's failed the test, then I, I, I don't see how they can go back on that. No, nor do I. The, the statement was was pretty. It was it was categorical, and it was released subsequent to the statement from the promoters. Uh, I think maybe the border control were a bit surprised to see that statement from the promoters. That's the puzzling aspect of this for me. Um, I think that will have to be explained in in due course as to why you would issue that statement saying the fight's going ahead. If indeed a few hours before that, you were told by the border control that as far as they were concerned, the fight wasn't. There's obviously a difference of opinion there, basically, that that Watson and Matroom, they've been told by the board that it's not happening and they look into it themselves, maybe into the legalities and think, well, you know what? I'm not absolutely sure about that, so we're going to keep this. We're going to keep this alive. But I'm delving into territory there, which, which you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a chemist, uh, and I'm not a lawyer either. Um, so this will get resolved in the next few hours. But, but for the, but for both of us, um, 
and I'm sure for pretty much everybody listening, because you're all dedicated boxing fans, this can't happen at the weekend now. It just can't. Your fights get postponed in boxing regularly for all sorts of reasons, but this fight, it just cannot go ahead at the weekend now. And and for one, I stand squarely behind the border control on this as 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 you do as well, don't you, Matt? That they've done the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it can go ahead, but if there's enough pressure exerted in certain areas, I guess. But it should. What a what what an absolute mockery if it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't think there's too much more to say about it. We'll 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 keep an eye on it. But um, the other thing I was going to get onto today, we might as well whilst we're here, is is it looks like finally Fury against Joshua has collapsed. You know, there's been there's not been. You know, Eddie basically said so the other day. George Warren said so the other day. And and what was interesting about their their kind of um, statements or the interviews, the clips of the interviews I heard is that is that they were both very reasonable about it. They both seemed to be saying the same thing was that the time scale here was was almost what beat them getting this arranged, getting this agreed and finalised in the time they had available because you've got to announce these things a certain amount of time out and tell people when it is and tell people where it is and put tickets on sale that really in the end, that was what meant that this, this wasn't achievable. The whole thing's been kind of fascinating though, hasn't it? Because when Fury came out with it originally, I did think that he was kind of thinking to himself, okay, well, he can't take this fight and, and we kind of both know it. So I can, I can call him out. He'll have to say no. I can then call him a dosser for the rest of his life. If he somehow says yes, then who knows? Maybe, maybe we can. Maybe we can do it. Team Joshua get get the call out from Fury. Think we know what he's doing here. We know what he's up to here. He's, he's trying to score some points here. We can't have that either. So, although we're not totally sure he's really serious, we'll say fuck it. Yes, all right then. And then when he comes back and says 40%, we'll say yes to that too. But when he comes back and says December the 3rd, not December the 17th, we'll say yes to that too. And then all of a sudden you've got this mad situation where they've almost backed themselves into a corner whereby real negotiations do actually have to happen. But unfortunately, it looks now like it's like it's not happening. I mean, what have you... We discussed it like two or three weeks ago and, and agreed at that point that it was kind of beginning to look like it might happen. And that there wasn't really anything standing in the way of it, other than the possibility that it was never really on the agenda in the first place. Hey, 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 kids. Hey, everybody. Sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher. How are you doing, sir? I am uh, in health, thank you. Are you uh, excited about something? I am excited about this latest uh, CIA-funded venture. A CIA venture? Yes. It's called The Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen to The Desire and Capital Podcast, coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks, get set, go! You know what? I did think that it was going to happen. I thought that Fury was serious about making it happen. The fact that he agreed, you know, he offered 60-40. It was a voluntary defence. He doesn't have a title. He's not bringing a title to the table. He's coming off the back of two losses. So I thought that's a fair offer. Um, And and AJ accepted the terms. 
But things aren't, contracts aren't going to get signed in a week for, for an event of that magnitude because there are so many other things that have to be signed off on, agreed on, and signed off on. So it, it, it's going to take time. But the, the fact that the main commercial aspects were agreed, I was very optimistic that it will get done. Um, I thought it made sense for, for AJ too because he's just he's just gone 12 hard rounds with Usyk. So he's battle-hardened, he's fit, he's sharp, he's had the camp as well. But it wasn't a grueler of a fight whereby, you know, he needs time out and couldn't possibly fight again this year. He, he could. And uh, I, so for me, I didn't think there was anything really standing in the way, except maybe time to, to, to get to put this deal together and get all the other little things signed, agreed and signed off on and announced and the right promotion. But... You'd, you'd like to have thought that the people on both sides are very competent. It isn't their first rodeo in terms of being involved in big events. And I would have thought that they could have got together and made this happen. Uh, and a bit surprised that, you know, it's it's kind of died a death. I thought it, I, did, I, I did believe that it would get done. Yeah, I was beginning to 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 come around to that kind of persuasion too when we spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think it is the clock that is that has beaten it basically, and that both sides found themselves on a negotiation they probably weren't really expecting. I have to say, what kind I of did their best, and it just couldn't be done in the end. I did find interesting. Um... And I only seen this now on Twitter, so you know, second hand. But where Bob Arrow, a quote from Bob Arrow saying that uh, Eddie's trying to kill the deal by longing it out. Now that'd be the smart thing to do for Eddie is to long it out and let the deal just you know fury get pissed off and, and it fall fall dead basically go cold because who who does it who does it not make sense for? You know, yeah, you that's at, a really good question. You've got to think of all the people involved here. Who doesn't it make sense for for this fight to happen? And really, the only person it doesn't make sense for to happen is Eddie, a matchroom. Everyone else, it makes sense. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of what's happened. I'm just, but I read that tweet of Bob Arum, and I'm just trying to weigh it up and thinking, well, you know, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And who doesn't it make sense for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the interesting thing about this. Uh, it's not a great look for boxing because, you know, I, I've got friends who don't really follow boxing who were asking me about this the last couple of weeks and and they won't understand why it's why it's not happening. I do think it's relatively easy to explain this one, though, because it's just the time the time issue was always a factor. That was always a factor. And there are lots of things to be, to be sorted out. I, I'm not kind of copping out here completely and saying, oh, well, it just got away from everybody. No one's to blame. But ultimately... Well, everyone, Andy, if everyone really wanted it to happen... It would have yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who do you think comes out of this best out of the two fighters? Because I kind of think that probably, probably Anthony does because Tyson, he started all of this. And... Yeah, he definitely did show, I think, that it wasn't just some kind of thing he threw out there by offering 40% because he's in no way obliged to offer 40% for a voluntary no. defence. 
So that kind of that kind of convinced me that yeah, he did, he did, he was serious. But then, you know, he, he did he did assist on December the third, and then he did put that Monday five pm deadline in place. And I know that nobody else involved really took that seriously, but that did kind of make it look to your more casual observer that he was the one who was making problems. So I, I think for I think for the wider sporting public. They might look at him and just think, actually, mate, I don't know if you were. I think you might have been the one who didn't really want this. Well, when when he kept giving all the different deadlines and was doing the Instagram videos and different things, I did think to myself, is he all right? Is he okay? Because he's acting like someone, he's acting really erratic. Like it's it, it's unstable, isn't it, to be dishing out deadlines? Like, you know, you've got to understand. He's not stupid. He's been involved in some massive fights. He'll know that these things take time to put together. It's okay agreeing in principle the commercial terms, but it's subject to contract being signed. The lawyers have to get round the table. Like these are massive events. There'll be a lot of things they've got to go through it and, and, and agree on and, and sign off. So it was never going to... You can't give someone 24 hours of a deadline or two days or whatever. It's just not, that's not going to happen. And he'll he'll have known that. So I did think like, that's not, you're not, you're not coming across very well here. You're not, you you know what I mean? He's not doing himself any favors. He's not looking good in the way he's carrying on. Um, And I just, I wonder if he he just looked really up and down, you know, like he wasn't, he he wasn't acting like a stable person. And like I say, really erratic. Uh, And and Eddie was kind of as much saying, wasn't he? And, And, you know, I'm just following it on Twitter and Instagram like anyone else. And he was like saying, you know, this, we, we want the fight. AJ's agreed to main turn, but it's not going to get done by Monday. You know, we're nearby done by Monday, which, you know, I get. But then it's like, then when I see that quote from Bob Arum saying that he felt Eddie was longing it out, stalling on purpose, hoping that, you know, Tyson would get frustrated, get pissed off so he could say, you know, that's it. I thought, mm, maybe, because... That would be the smart thing to do. <laughs> but, you know, it, but at the same time, you can't blame Eddie for, for Fury giving deadlines either, you know, like 24-hour deadlines, because that's that's unrealistic as well. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, who knows? There's, you can look at it from different points of view. Yeah, you can. It's interesting. It looks like they're both... They, well, Tyson's definitely going to fight on the third. It'll either be Chisora or Char, and it looks like Joshua is still key to fight on the 17th. And maybe that'll be Otto Wallin. That, that's a name I've heard mentioned. So... We'll probably see them both in December, I think, because that was always kind of kind of the plan. But it has been interesting watching it kind of to and fro. And, and you know, I don't think, like I said, I don't think Fury's really helped. And Queens, we have no control. No one has any control over Tyson when it comes to what he says day to day. You know, he is his own man and he does what he wants. Um, but I think maybe he wasn't all that helpful in the in the whole process. But as you say, when you try and look at, when you analyse it person by person almost, who's the one person for whom it makes most sense for it not to happen? It is Eddie because he didn't get that last fight on the zone, not in the UK anyway. And it makes sense for him to have Anthony fight Wembley Arena was was what I last heard earlier today on the 17th and then wins that fight, whoever it is, and then maybe boxes Dillian White next April, something like that, and then maybe line him up to fight the winner of Usyk Fury, if that's what happens. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's all sorts that can go on. So we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Um, 
what turned into an emergency pod, just having a quick look online, what people are, are kind of saying is, is really what we've been saying, which is that the fact that, that, that Matt and Phil, these discussions are not yet over, could be down to its legalities, potentially, that they feel that the British Boxing Board of Control maybe don't really, can't legally say that this fight can't happen. And that maybe that's the conversation that still has to be had. But, but even then, you've got to take a common sense, long-term view of the whole situation. Just because you can do something, it doesn't always mean that you should. And our, our opinion is that this fight shouldn't happen on the weekend. Uh, and that if it, if it does now, in light of the statements we've, we've seen today, then, then, you know, that is not a good look. That is not a good look. If you haven't checked out the normal weekly pod, please do with Thomas Hauser. He was on he was on great form as always, joining us live from New York. And we will be back with you next week. We might be back with you again this week. Who knows? You know, this is this is this is rumbling on. But um, if not, we will be back with you next week, where we'll be bringing you some stuff from the from the build up to uh, Caressa Shields against Savannah Marshall. In the meantime, take care, everybody. Podcast Network.